0: For many real estate investors, especially fix and flippers, dealing with contractors can be the most challenging and difficult part of the business and intimidates a lot of people from getting into the exciting world of flipping houses. Well, did you know that having the right contractor agreement in place and setting the right expectations up front with contractors prevents like 90% of the problems. If you've ever hired a contractor or ever plan on hiring a contractor, this is a video you don't wanna miss because not only am I gonna show you the top 15 clauses to include in a contractor agreement, but I'm gonna show you how to get my proven contract that I use with all of my contractors for free. All of that and more coming up. Hi, it's Jerry Norton, the nation's leading expert on flipping houses, and if you're new here to make more money and less time flipping houses so you can live your dream life, subscribe to my channel, click the bell icon to get notified when new videos are released. Now it goes without saying, but I am not a lawyer, nor am I giving legal advice. You are a big boy or a big girl. You are responsible for your own actions, so always seek competent professional legal advice before entering in an agreement with a contractor. First and foremost, let me reiterate what I mentioned in the beginning of this video Most of the problems that investors have with contractors can be prevented by setting up really clear expectations up front with contractors and getting those expectations in writing. I'm amazed at how many real estate investors and fix and flippers don't have a written detailed scope of work or clearly defined expectations in a written contract and then complain about contractor problems. Let me explain the top 15 clauses that you must have clearly defined and in writing before you ever hire a contractor to do work on a house. And be sure to stay to the end of this video because I'm going to show you how to get my exact contract that I use for free. The first clause is having a clearly defined scope of work. This is attached to the contract as addendum A. In another video, I'll discuss how to create a detailed scope of work. For now, remember, the more detailed and specific, the less chance for miscommunication later. Clause number two is regarding payment. Make sure what you are paying the contractor is tied directly to the scope of work and very clear. Clause number three that is mandatory in a contractor agreement is how payment is going to be made. This is called the draw schedule. There are five important requirements that I have in my contract that explain how contractors get paid. Number one, I only pay contractors for work completed, no upfront draws to buy materials. If a contractor can't buy his materials, I'll buy them and subtract it from the total price. Number two, I have a minimum draw amount, which depending on the contractor and the scope of work, but typically it's $2,500. Number three, I typically only do one draw per week. Again, depends on the scope of work and the contractor. Number four, contractors must provide an invoice and lien waiver in order to submit for a draw. Number five, contractors must give three days from date of draw submittal to receive the payment. That way, if I'm using funding like hard money or private money, I have time to submit my payment to my lender. Clause number four that is mandatory in a contractor agreement is a completion deadline. You and the contractor should have a very clear timeline for when they will start and complete the scope of work. Without a completion deadline, there is no incentive for your contractor to hustle, which brings us to clause number five, which is to have a very clear bonus and penalty. Now, I don't always have a bonus, since I feel like paying the contractor for doing the work is bonus enough, but if you want to motivate the contractor to finish early, offer a per-day amount for every day the contractor finishes ahead of the completion deadline but there is always an amount per day as a penalty for every day over the completion deadline that is withheld from the final payment. Clause number six in my contract agreement is regarding selections and allowances. Depending on the project and scope of work for the materials, we'll agree on a budgeted amount for the materials, and then later I'll make the selections within that budget. So for example, if I have a $3 per foot allowance for tile material, then when the contractor is ready for tile, I'll provide the exact material I want within a $3 per square foot budget. The point of this clause is that the contractor is clear on the selection process for materials. Don't ever let your contractor pick out materials. Clause number seven in my contractor agreement is how to handle what I call minor alterations. These are routine and small changes that happen throughout a renovation. For example, changing the kitchen cabinets from this way to that way doesn't really affect the overall scope of work. So how are these minor adjustments handled? And most importantly, setting up clear expectations on not charging extra, which brings us to clause number eight, which is how to handle change orders. Now, when there is a significant change that is outside the scope of work and not considered a minor alteration, these changes must be agreed upon ahead of time and in writing. Clause number nine in my contractor agreement is what exactly and for how long the contractor will warranty his work after completion. Now, I typically expect 12 months. Clause number 10 in my contractor agreement is that the contractor is licensed and agrees to comply with federal, state, and local code and laws. It's the contractor's job to know what that is. Clause number 11 in my contractor agreement is regarding insurance. Now, I require contractors to have active liability insurance and workers' compensation insurance for all workers on my job site. Clause number 12 in my contractor agreement is that the contractor agrees to follow all safety practices and indemnifies and holds harmless you, the investor, for any and all injuries. Clause number 13 of my contractor agreement is regarding all other liability. It states that the contractor shall indemnify, defend, and hold you harmless from and against any and all expenses, damages, liabilities, or default by contractor under this agreement. Clause number 14 of my contractor agreement is regarding a final walkthrough and final payment. It states that once the contractor's scope of work is complete, there is to be a walkthrough and final punch list and the contractor's final payment is withheld until said punch list is completed. Now, I did an entire video regarding how to create a detailed punch list, so watch that video here. And finally, clause number 15 states that in the event of a dispute, you and your contractor agree to take the matter before an arbitrator. Now, there's also a handful of other legal jargon, you know, designed to protect you, the investor, and if you'd like a copy of my exact proven contractor agreement that I've used for years doing hundreds of fix and flips, I'll give it to you for free, Just click the link in the description below. Now the key to successfully manage contractors is to stay organized with your contracts, which is why I took my 15 plus years experience as a full-time flipper doing hundreds and now thousands of deals and build an all-inclusive house flipping deal management platform called Flipster. If you've never heard of Flipster, not only does it organize, streamline and automate all of the steps of flipping houses, but it actually finds and funds deals for you. It's really cool. So whether you're working on your first deal or you're doing deals every month, Flipster can take you to the next level. To learn more and see it in action, just go to GetFlipser.com or click the link in the description. And hey, if you learned something on this video, show some love, hit that like button right now and leave a comment. Let me know if you plan on using my contractor agreement on your next deal. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel. I'm dedicated to helping you make more money and less time flipping houses you can live your dream life and finally be sure to watch this next video where i show you in detail how to create a timeline when rehabbing a house this will allow you to get your rehab done as quickly and efficiently as possible so watch that video now and remember it's not about the money it's about having the time and freedom to have me do and give everything you want in life that's what it's all about and i'll see you on the next video